you don't know your worth and your value, if you don't know how much God loves you, if you don't know the impact that you bring to this world, to your family, to your community, it's not going to make a lot of sense to take care of your body. It's not going to, but why, you know, but if you, you're really clear on how valuable you are, you have, and this is the true humility. You're humble enough to know that God wants to use you and work through you. Then it's going to make a lot of sense to prioritize getting to the gym, meal prepping, eating those whole foods, drinking enough water, et cetera. And so would you have clarity on your vision of who God's called you to be? And in turn, what he's calling you to do with your body, it creates endless motivation. Let me guess, the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb. On your own, you will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex-Mormon, agnostic, a Sunday Christian, and a New Age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie, that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way, and there's God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done. And he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from his word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, you are in the right place. This is Finding Faith Above. Okay, so that was Robin who introduced the show there today for us. She is a holistic health coach who is faith-based and who is going to talk to you women all about this relationship between God and how wonderful he is and the beautiful creation that is your body that he created for doing amazing, great things in this world. And if this is something that you are struggling with, if you are struggling with your self-worth because you don't quite understand all those basic Christian beliefs and you have all of this old leftover baggage from all the religious junk that a lot of us have been through, and you are struggling to get any mindset of putting that aside and understanding who you are, having that self-worth, understanding your compass, understanding those basic Christian beliefs, and being able to actually open yourself up to listening to and talking to God. And this is something that you are working through and you need some help with. Guess what? I'm here for you. So I am a life coach dedicated just specifically to that. I work mostly with ex-Mormon women, but I also work with other women who have came from other uh, religious modalities and are just kind of stuck in that religious place of moving forward with faith, because that's what this whole podcast is about, right? Finding faith above, finding faith in our God, in our creator, in a way that just works so seamlessly and wonderfully in our life to to build our life and to build our self-worth. And that's something that all of us women struggle with in so many ways. I see so many women who are really working on building that self-worth and sometimes we need some help. So I am here for you, findingfaithabove.com. Jump on a free discovery call with me. I would love to talk to you. Okay, so more for today. Again, we're going to be talking to Robin. She is going to kick this off with a couple of great pillars for us to 
be focusing on and working on to build our health and doing that uh, with God. All right, let's jump into it. All right, ladies. So we have a very special guest with us today, and she's going to talk to us all about what we have been discussing, which is on our body is our temple. And she is the perfect guest for this, and she's going to get into it all with us. And so Robin, I am so excited to have you with us today. Why don't we go ahead? You tell us who you are and what you do to start with. Yeah, thank you, Shelby. I really appreciate you having me on. I'm so excited to be here. So I am a wife, a mama. I'm an integrative nutrition coach. And most importantly, I am a child of God. And I really see my identity as a follower of Jesus and being his child, the primary lens that infiltrates everything that I do. And so stewarding our bodies, considering our bodies as a temple, the way that I show up for my husband, for my kids, it's all related to who I'm called to be. And it's all for the purpose of living out the calling that he's placed on my life as well. Awesome. Awesome. I love the fact that we can marry this idea of taking care of ourselves and our bodies and everything and under the understanding that we are God's children and that he does love us and how that all works together, I think can just be such a beautiful, beautiful partnership. I mean, it's foundational when I'm working with my clients. And that's also a part of what I do is I support Jesus loving ladies in creating a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. And I've just found that oftentimes it's, we separate health or our bodies from our faith, which I think makes a ton of sense because I don't, I mean, whether whatever background someone comes in from a religious context, it's very rare that there is a emphasis on caring for our physical bodies. And so I think we forget that the truest aspect of who we are as a child of God is applicable and beneficial to be mindful of as we're considering caring for our bodies. And so oftentimes one of the first things we, I need to do with my clients is remind them of, Hey, like, what are the lies you're believing right now about your body, about who you are, about what's possible for your health, about how your health is related to these other things in your life. And it's actually establishing that foundation that we're then able to even address what you're eating or your exercise routine or those different things. So it's, yeah, it's foundational. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So I am, I think I've told you this before we got on, on the podcast today, I am totally obsessed with people's Jesus journeys and how God works in their lives and how he has just, um, I love that moment when people are like, okay, I get it. I'm God's and, and it's just so beautiful. So before we get into more on the health side of things, I'd love to hear more about your journey and about how God spoke to you. Yes. I love that you're obsessed with that. And I think that (laughs) talking about things that are foundational, it is so foundational when we have that encounter with Jesus and, I grew up in a Christian home. I'm super grateful for that. And both of my parents, they loved me. They really believed in me, supported me. And I think being a firstborn, I just kind of fell into the typical, like, I just really want to please my parents and little goody goody, like just wanted to do the right thing. And if I ever felt like I did anything wrong, I would ball my eyes out or flog myself. One of the two or both. (laughs) And I became captured hearing my mom talk about her relationship with Jesus. And she would describe how she grew up Catholic and she would describe how she 
kind of had her own Jesus moment when she, I think was in high school and she would say, oh, there's just nothing like God's presence. And there's nothing like just hanging out with Jesus. And I just, she's like, oh, I just remember when it was just me and Jesus, it was such a rich time. And she's like, and it's still that way. And she, the way she described her relationship with him and the way that she even described talking to him and hearing from him, I was like, this is more than what I've experienced so far. And this is more than just doing the right thing or singing my little, you know, because the Bible tells me so song or whatever it was. And I remember asking her to pray with me to hear from God and experience God that way. And I almost got scared. Like I had this almost feeling of like an imminence, like, like I could tell that like God's presence was going to come in that moment if she prayed and I stopped her. I was like, wait, no, stop. Don't. And I think it just kind of scared me because I, I knew I had full faith and knew that he is real. He encounters us. And I'm asking for the living God to interact with me. And I don't know. I just got scared. And so a few years still went by and I, this was probably like late middle school, early high school when that experience happened. And then I started journaling more and just kind of praying out my thoughts. And I remember that was kind of the start of cultivating almost like like talking about caring for our bodies to use the parallel. It was almost like that was working out that muscle of considering that God's hearing me when I share my thoughts, that he cares about my thoughts, that he would want to respond to those thoughts. And so I just, I did that often and it was, um, it was in college. So, and I, and I feel like in that time too, I'll say, I definitely had, uh, a deepened experience with God and I felt, you know, him communicating to me and I felt that, and I just felt that assurance of who he is and that I, I want to live my life for him. And that was a huge value for me, but it was in college that I discovered the power of the living God, like encountering Holy spirit and seeing like the miraculous, like, and I just was like, wait a second. Like, so they're like these different phases where it's like, Oh, I just want to be a good little kid and do the right thing to, Whoa, like this is a personal interactive relationship to, Whoa. Like if I pray for this thing right now, like a miracle can happen. Like God speaks in this way. And that was, Oh my God, I'm even getting like goosebumps sharing it. Like that time was so eye-opening and so solidifying for me of just like, I cannot be convinced of otherwise. Like I have seen what cannot be unseen and what God does and the way that he loves so personably and so intentionally because you know, there'd be people, you know, a person, maybe they would get a prophetic word or they would hear, you know, something from God and they would share that. And then someone like, would be like, they would raise their hand. They'd be in tears. They're like, how? They're like, God just loves you. He just wants you to know that he loves you. He sees you. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Or, you know, someone who has had this pain that, you know, they never could get rid of and, you know, they were healed. And I just was like, this is crazy. (laughs) Like, this is not just like in the Bible stuff. Like this is like, you, the continuation, like of God moving in and through us. So for me, that was huge. And I just feel like as I've gotten older, um, I feel there's been, it's kind of like that new believer zeal and 
excitement. And it's turned, I think, more into this almost even how like you navigate in a marriage where there's that all the like warm, fuzzy butterflies and everything like, like gets you like excited and stuff. And then you kind of get to like the point where it's like, we, we get to go deeper and like, we're having these like bigger questions and situations and even challenges. And I feel like my faith now has just taken a, a new depth. And at the same time, I find myself hungering for those, that early zeal as well. And I just feel like it's a a really cool space to be in where it almost feels like there's this opportunity for a newness in light of what's happened, you know, the last 15 or so years. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess, kind of the semi short summary of my Jesus journey. And I know you had mentioned before too, um, through some some emails and whatnot that we had been talking about um, some challenges that you'd also had concerning your faith and um, around having a baby and what that mm-hmm. meant. And I, holy smokes, I, if anybody knows what kids can do, I mean, my daughter is really the one who brought me to God. So Amen. I get it that, it, you know, kids just, they, they shake your life in crazy ways. Uh, what did that look like? Yeah, that was actually a very humbling, sobering experience. Because like I said, I grew up in the church and as far as like giving my life to Jesus, I did it when I was four, but as I shared, you know, there's been this evolution of how I, you know, deepened my faith, encountered Jesus, Holy spirit. Um, and even I had a time of really coming to understand God as father with some dad issue stuff. But when I had this challenge with my baby, so my little guy just turned one a week ago. So this is very recent within the last year and a half. Um, I, I was feeling I'm pretty established in my faith. I even, I went to a uh, seminary. <laughs> I was like, I've, I've got some background. Right. And I, as someone who's extremely healthy values health, when we were considering trying for our first, I delved deep into research and looked at epigenetics and how both my husband and I could prepare our bodies to ultimately <laughs> conceive this super healthy child that I would, would have the best genetic expression and ate super clean. And so having my second tried to do the same was not as on point. Cause when you've got a, a little, another little one that you're watching, um, but regardless, it was still super intentional. And I had my first ultrasound a little bit later, actually, I think might've been, might've been closer to like 18 weeks or so. I don't know. I know it's like later. Um, but I remember there was a little concern about his umbilical cord and they were like, Oh, it looks like there's only two vessels instead of three. There's supposed to be two arteries, one vein, like, well, you know, submit it. We'll check it out. Long story short, turns out there are only two vessels instead of the three. And this is the lifeline literally right from me to the baby. And I was like, well, what, what does that mean? What, what is, how does, what, what, what are the outcomes of that? I just was had all the questions and I found myself really concerned and I'm like, and asking, how, how is this possible when I've done, I worked so hard. I was like, I eat so healthy and so clean and people who don't have these perfectly healthy babies and they don't have complications. Like what the heck? And it was, oh my gosh, talk about a faith crisis. And I just, so I had all these thoughts and concerns and it turns out there can be some growth issues. There can be all these different dynamics. And I found myself pleading with God of please, please let them be okay. Or her, him or her. We didn't know at the time, please let them be okay, please. And I had to 
it was really a battle of the mind from that moment on in my pregnancy until delivery, where I had to just take those thoughts captive and say, okay, Jesus, no matter what, no matter what the outcome is, you are good. You are faithful. You will equip me and my husband to care for this baby, no matter how long we have them, because there's also the concern, like, what if, you know, it's this thing that would take their life early, like so many thoughts and yeah. And, and there's already pregnancy is such a vulnerable time. And so I found, and I found myself having to also battle shame because I was like, what the heck? Like, where's my faith? Why, why don't I just have the faith to believe it's fine there? He's healthy. It's okay. There's no problem. Uh, why am I so concerned? And God's just so gracious. He's so gracious and he's so faithful. Um, I really appreciate his, his grace because he knows why it would be concerning. He knows why I would be feeling fearful. He knows why it was so hard, you know, in that time. And I just felt like I really got to honestly be convicted in a lot of ways of how, I get to elevate my faith in him and how I get to elevate my trust in him. There's nothing like pregnancy and kids to demand a higher trusted faith in God. And, and I know everybody's outcome is different, but when that baby was born, I'm definitely of more of the crunchy persuasion. Um, so he was a home birth and I had that baby and it was, it was a large baby. It was a painful delivery. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's two pounds, four ounces heavier than my first, which is part of the testimony. So one of the big things that could happen with a two vessel cord is they can have some growth issues. They don't grow well or different organs cannot develop well. Right. And this little guy came out nine pounds, four ounces. He, and I also, again, <laughs> some people might think this is weird but I had my placenta encapsulated. And so they you know, got the placenta out and they made the capsules. And she was like, yeah, so I've done probably over a hundred different encapsulations. Usually a placenta yields 90 to a hundred capsules. Yours yielded 135. <laughs> she was like, I've never had a placenta this large, or even she said, and it looks so healthy. And I was like, praise God. Like that is one of the life sources. Right. And so having two vessels, that placenta was perfect size to support this baby. And then when they, you know, you cut the umbilical cord, they looked at the cord. So there was only one artery in one vein instead of two arteries. The one artery that was there was massive. So it was, it was honestly the size of two, if not three arteries in there. And so it's like, well, this is how this baby boy came out nine pounds, four ounces because (laughs) God provided a way. Hey, I see you girl. First, I just want to tell you how incredibly excited I am that you are here because if you are here, that means you're curious. You want answers. You want to know the truth and you want to know Jesus. And maybe that's a little scary to say out loud because you also do not want all the religion and the rules and the pressure, and I get that. But let's be honest, you're a bit of a rebel. (laughs) You left everything you ever knew about God when you left the church, and it was hard, and your mind was a bit blown. I understand exactly what that feels like. Deciding to partner up with God again is something you are doing with the utmost of trepidation, and I get that too. I was, nope, I am 
you. It took me 20 years after leaving before all these super hard parts of my life finally brought me to my knees at 2 a.m. in the morning and friend, I met God that night. But here was the real hard part. Just because now I had faith in God, that did not mean that I knew at all what it was like to be a Christian. And if you were like I was, there may seem like there is an overwhelming amount of things to unlearn before you ever go about learning. The church literally affected every single aspect of our lives. From there, I made it my sole purpose to not only understand these basic Christian beliefs from the Bible that I felt like I should have already known, but to know what it meant to be a true daughter of the king. Now I help women kick off all of that religious baggage, reframe their brains and beliefs, and find self-worth based in Jesus in the Bible, friends. Isn't that amazing? This is Christian life coaching specifically made for ex-Mormon women because you can have a life of peace with God. Doesn't that sound good? Okay, you and me, let's jump on a free discovery call. Go to findingfaithabove.com right there on the first page. You can book your 15 minute call with me. This is Christian life coaching specifically made just for you. I cannot wait to meet you. Findingfaithabove.com. And this testimony, I mean, I'm so grateful and I just felt so much relief. And I just felt like God was like, I told you I was good. Like, see daughter, like I'm, I'm, it's good. And I, and I, and I've wrestled with this too, because I know not everybody has that outcome. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not the case. And I, and I know even if it wasn't, you know, he's still good. And at the same time, I, I will testify. This is, this is the outcome that I, I got. And he was good in that. He was faithful in that. And I can, you know, attest to even his design with our body. And this is the cool thing about from a health standpoint, I don't know if maybe I wasn't as healthy as I was, if it would have been the same outcome. I have no idea. I took what I could control and stewarded that well. And the outcome was my placenta was healthy and massive. The, the way God, and the way God's designed our body is to work well. And given when things aren't set up correctly to accommodate and to still work out well, that's his amazing design. And so given the right inputs, this is applicable to pregnancy, to our lives, et cetera, our body functions really, really well. And the other really cool thing is even, and as we get into the health stuff, even when somebody hasn't been eating well, we haven't been caring for our body as a temple. We had no idea that's even how we're supposed to take care of it. Nobody told us, or we thought that this was healthy and turns out it's not. The body has God's kingdom principle of forgiveness integrated into it. And it's a, it's a foundational principle for how our body functions. And so when we start to give our body what it needs, it doesn't say, well, look who wants to try and eat healthy now. Like, nope, you already messed up. No, the body's like, oh, cool. Nutrients. I know what to do with this. And it goes into, you know, the way God designed it. And so I am so grateful that in that situation, I got a major <laughs> conviction upgrade to my faith and what I get to continue to take hold of God's grace for in my own faith journey, but also a testament of why I do what I do and why I want to support people where it's like, we get to acknowledge what God's in control of and we're not and steward what we can. And we get to elevate our faith <laughs> because there's plenty of people who they can't help what happens. Right. And at the same time, does that mean that we just don't, you know, try to eat well or take care of our body? Like, well, whatever, you know, it's, what's going to happen is going to happen. It's like, well, no, like we're all going to die. Do we, you <laughs> know, like, it's like, we can't live, we can't live that way. So yeah. that's, that's kind of, that's what that looked like for me. 
Yeah. I love the fact that you, you say that the body has forgiveness built into it. And I mean, it just goes back to God's creation as a whole, that we are truly God's creation. And um, I had told you also, you know, my daughter was really what brought me to God and it wasn't like this, like, um, (laughs) beautiful, wonderful way. It was a very, very hard, difficult way in the fact that, uh, I realized in a very hard moment that I had not taught her that God had made her perfect just the way that she was. Mm -hmm. I had not taught her that she was beautiful because she was God's creation. And, in this crashing moment at like 2 a.m. in the morning, in you know, I hit my knees and I prayed to God and said, I can't fix this. This is, I am asking you, almighty great creator of all of this, mm-hmm. to please help me through this because you're the only one who can steward me through this situation and and help. And he just, I mean, I met him that night. I felt like yeah. I met God when, when I, uh, and, and our kids, it's all about our kids, right? Because our kids yeah. bring this part of us that, um, serious vulnerability and, uh, very mm-hmm. humble. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was very humble in that moment, but I love yeah. the fact that you say that the body does have forgiveness built into it because we are God's creation. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear more about how you do this from a health perspective and how you would help women to understand that their body is a temple, a beautiful temple, a God's creation from the beginning. Something that I know we all really struggle with as women. I mean, Mm -hmm. we do. Mm -hmm. It's such a battle. I mean, we feel like our body is this one thing and our, our spirit is another, and we're just like living in this body and should we take care of it or not? And and we, very few women I find truly have a love for the creation that God has given them. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'd love your take on this. How can women reframe their brains around this idea? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, I love that you said, what does it look like to reframe it? Because I think it really is a reframe. Unfortunately, you know, we're in this society where Gosh, I was just talking with um, some pastor friends where they're talking about having a certain dress code for being on the platform. And then we're talking about like the difference between what it looks like for a guy to consider what he's wearing on the platform versus a woman, because on this, for a woman, it's like, okay, I, one, I will tell you right now, I'm the least fashionable person. Like, I just, I don't, I'm like, is this what the kids are wearing these days? Like, I don't know. Like, I just wear my workout <laughs> clothes and like be left alone. And so it's like, okay, well, if I have to quote unquote dress nice, that alone is like, like not my favorite. But then I'm like, on top of that, I need to make sure that it's not too low cut or like, it's not too revealing or this or that it's not fitting this certain way. And so there's so many things that we have to think about, even within this is right, a Christian circle. And I think it's valid. We want to consider that we're not distracting and whatnot. It's important, but it's another layer we have to consider on top of being insecure about the way our body looks, but how we feel in our body and and then bringing it to, like you said, what does it look like to steward our bodies, you know, even given some of the negative perceptions we have of how we see ourselves, the negative perceptions, maybe we even have around caring for our body, you know, maybe because we've tried different things that didn't work or we feel like, so God's telling me I need to be on a diet. Like, you know, there's just so many layers to it. (laughs) There Um, really is. (laughs) So I, and so again, coming back to 
the perspective of it and reframing it, I think one of the important things to consider when we look at, speaking of, you said creation, I mean, looking at Genesis. So we see God creates the world. Every single thing that he creates, what does he call it? Good. Good. Mm -hmm. God's creation is good. And that alone, I mean, that'll preach, right? Just we we are created by God, therefore good. <laughs> um, but then when we consider what is the role that food plays or what is the role that health plays? does Is that a huge thing for God? Well, we look at the very first thing he says to humanity after he creates them. He's like, be fruitful and multiply. And here are the plants for your food. Like of all the first things to say, you know, he could, he could have said, love one another. He could have said, uh, forgive one another. He was like, welcome, like get to it. And this is what you eat. And so it's a very, it, it shows a lot about God's design and it shows a lot about, I think too, also you look at that first, you know, be fruitful and multiply and stewarding the earth. God created us for a purpose. God created us to, to steward this earth and to live out what he's called us to do. And the next thing that he gives being what to eat, there's something to be said that what we eat somehow is related to that. And so when we consider that we are the temple, God's temple, when we understand what the temple was, it was a place of worship. It was a place that people encountered God. It was a place where people had, you know, received a tone. Like there's so many different things that people experience within the temple. If, if, we are now that for the living God, it does, it does come full circle. It does echo these other passages. Even when we look at Leviticus, which I know everybody loves doing their Bible studies in Leviticus. <laughs> uh, I, I just did a episode on my podcast on Leviticus 11 on this of, we look at the food laws and people think they're just outdated, not really applicable, ritualistic things. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense about the animals with the hooves and choose the cud. What, but there's there's physical biological benefits to what God is saying there. And it's because why, why, why would he, why would there be laws around eating this? Why would there be laws around all these cleanliness things? Like, again, it just, is that excessive ritual? What is this? No, God had a massive group of people that he chose that he called to be a blessing to all nations. And he needed them to survive. (laughs) He needed (laughs) them to not get killed off by whatever disease would come from, if they ate the pork, whatever disease would come, if they didn't wash themselves seven times after touching that dead person, right? Like they had to follow those rules laws so that they could carry out this calling. And so I think when we can kind of sift through all the different messages and cultural dynamics to our bodies and how we look and boil down to, okay, God says that I'm good. He said, you know, we look at Psalms 139, where I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. We look at these different passages that echo the way that God sees us. And then we consider, okay, and what am I here for? I'm here to give glory to God. I'm here to testify of his goodness. And I'm here to be his hands and feet. And if I follow the way of the world and what they're like the United States, I mean, I'm sure you have international listeners, but Lord knows the United States needs some help when it comes to health and whatnot. Like if we follow the pattern of this world for what health is, we're going to be taken out of the game early right now, more, more adults than not have a chronic disease. And if not multiple chronic diseases, and primarily these diseases are lifestyle induced diseases, which means given a different way of living, they wouldn't have gotten those diseases. 
they wouldn't still be playing. They wouldn't be so tired. They wouldn't be in so much pain. They wouldn't be depending on those medications. And I'm not here to shame anybody about it because most of us had no idea. I, Paul Tony says I was the foremost before he became a Christian. Like I'm the foremost on what it was like eating junky, crappy food because (laughs) bless my precious mama. She didn't know. I didn't know. We were just talking the other night. We were eating some chicken and she was like, Remember when I used to make everything shake and bake? I was like, yeah, I remember all the fried chicken dinners that we would get with the, the coleslaw <laughs> and the potato wedges and the mac and cheese. Yeah. And then we'd slather it with the, I can't believe it's not butter, but it wasn't even butter. Yes. Like <laughs> so they like, say that if you like leave that out, that like flies won't even eat it. <laughs> like who knows what it's even made out of. <laughs> Great test to know if your food is actually something you should eat. Leave it out and see if any of, of animals or insects will right. eat it. It's a great test. And so, I mean, I grew up on that stuff and I was the pickiest eater. If it was, if it was a fresh food, I was like, what's that? <laughs> like, why? And so, you know, most of us have no idea. We're just doing what everybody else does. We're just trying to survive. We're in this busy world. We're trying to do what's easy and convenient because, Hey, it's hard. And since having kids, I'm on the convenience train. I'm trying to find what's quick and easy too, you know? And so all that to say at the same time, we we need to acknowledge it. We need to look at it. We need to face it so that we can make different choices so that we can change, hopefully change the trajectory of our health by God's grace. And, you know, within his design and what he has for our lives and, and really take hold of that. And so with that said, I have two reigning pillars that I teach my clients that I think make all the difference in being able to create a healthy lifestyle that truly gives glory to God and lasts. My whole thing is cool. You lost 10 pounds, but a couple months from now, a couple years from now, like, is it still off? Do you feel good? You know, it's so much more than that. And so the first pillar, and actually the name of my podcast is being vision driven podcast, vision driven health, but vision driven is at the core of everything. Cause if you don't know your worth and your value, right. We started off by talking about that. If you don't know your worth and your value, if you don't know how much God loves you. If you don't know the impact that you bring to this world, to your family, to your community, it's not going to make a lot of sense to take care of your body. It's not going to, but why, you know, but if you, you're really clear on how valuable you are, you have, and this is the true humility. You're humble enough to know that God wants to use you and work through you. Then it's going to make a lot of sense to prioritize getting to the gym meal prepping, eating those whole foods, drinking enough water, et cetera. And so would you have clarity on your vision of who God's called you to be? And in turn, what he's calling you to do with your body, it creates endless motivation. It creates a plumb line by which you can truly live out those healthy lifestyles. I love that. (laughs) The second thing is being grace fueled because at the end of the day, we can't do without Jesus. And we try to, and that my big, I'm like, that's why it doesn't work. If we try to do it without Jesus, just like anything else in life, it doesn't last. It's not going to. And grace, I think often is only talked about for the way that it covers sins. You know, oh, there's grace for our mistakes, which amen. Thank you, Jesus. But it doesn't often get talked about for its role as this transformative fuel, this substance by which we're able to be transformed. It's like, yay, this got covered. I made this mistake. I did this sinful thing and thank you, Jesus, for your grace. And by his grace, I can now do differently. And so when we acknowledge these patterns and even biological situations, we find ourselves in there's grace for that. And it's by his grace that despite our biological addictions to sugar, to 
uh, lack of sleep to carbs, whatever it is, uh, unhealthy carbs, I'm four carbs, <laughs> one other thing, <laughs> but uh, all these things that we're struggling with, it's by his grace that you can choose the water over the soda. It's by his grace that you can, you know, whether you need to learn or whether you just need to apply what you know, it's by his grace that that happens. And so those two big factors, I think really make all the difference in creating a sustainable, healthy lifestyle that lasts. I love that. Oh my goodness. That's so good. So good. Because I mean, it really is about reframing your brain and having those two pillars to kind of land on, I think is just, uh, that's gotta be so helpful for uh, everybody who is able to take this and use this in their lives. And um, really, really looking at why we want to be healthy, why we want to take care of our bodies, why we want to do this in the first place and what God has to say about it. And I love that. I think that that's just amazing. So, yeah. Okay. So one thing that I always ask everybody uh, Mm -hmm. on podcasts, and this is a big one um, before we go is if someone is struggling in their faith right now, particularly, you know, we're talking about health and we're talking about the bodies their temple, but then also in any aspect of their life, if they are struggling with their faith right now, mm-hmm. where can they turn? What would you suggest that they do to help them to build and find that faith above? Yeah, I think I love that question. And I think having a place to turn when we're struggling is so important. And I think oftentimes we hear the number one answer obviously is to turn to Jesus. And at the same time, as I described in my journey, I think Robin like wants to do the right thing phase and like hungering to connect with God phase would hear that and feel probably a little discouraged because I, I didn't know how to hear him that way or how to receive fully at that point. And what I found really helpful in that place in that stage of my faith journey was to have somebody who does experience Jesus that way to share with, to process with, to pray with me and to bring me into those moments, because I would then I would feel that I would feel God's presence. I would feel the relief I would feel. And I'd get the truth that I didn't quite know yet myself. And so I think what I would say, depending where someone, you know, finds themselves in their journey, but I would say absolutely, of course, just talk, talk to Jesus, even if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't quite feel normal or natural, uh, he's listening and he's there and he absolutely wants to respond. And at the same time, he's also given us the body of Christ. There are amazing people who hear his voice clearly and who have the faith to, to speak into your situation. And even like I shared where I struggled with, you know, the situation with my pregnancy and I had people who had faith who were like, no Robin, like, you know, like, God is good and you can trust him. And we need those voices in those times. So those would be the two things. Take it straight to Jesus as always, but then to find that person who is is in that mature relationship with Jesus to speak that life into you as well. Absolutely. I think having somebody who can help you on your walk is so important. Having someone else there who has been down this Jesus journey already and is willing to just kind of take your hand and and take you along for the ride, I think is awesome to help you through that. So for sure. Okay. So Mm -hmm. where can people find you if they are wanting to know more about a healthful uh, living and working with Jesus while doing that and how, where, where would people find you? Two main places. One would be to check out the vision driven health podcast. I 
speak on these things every single week. So if this has resonated with you and you want to hear more, that's a great place to start. Even check out the episodes that are there. Um, the second thing that I would love to gift your community with is my five day greens and grace challenge or experience. And so if kind of that vision driven grace field concept, these pillars, you're like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. What does that look like? If I'm going to try to apply this to my health, those five days, I have a training for each day. There's some very simple habits that you're encouraged to do through those five days that people who've done it, they come out of it with one, a whole new perspective on their health. Most of them have increased their energy like crazy. Some people lose weight, but they come out of it <laughs> really surprised at how such simple things can yield such big results and how powerful it can be to just invite God, even in just those few days. So it's a great launching pad that people can take advantage of. So you can get that at madewellhealth.com forward slash greens experience. And then I'm sure we can put that in the show notes too. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really hope that this, uh, I know that this will really bless and speak to somebody out there who is needing to hear this, because I do think it's just so important that we understand the love of God and how he has worked through all creation and including our health and our bodies and everything. So I think that this is really going to speak to somebody out there. So thank you for coming on. Thank you, Shelby. Hey friends, I hope that this episode truly blessed you today and spoke to your heart. And if it did, I would love it if you could share it with your friend who might need to hear these words also. And if you truly, really loved it, then a five-star review really helps to get into the ears of so many more people. It's the way the algorithm works. So I would love it if you guys would be able to do that for me as well. And if you were looking for more resources, more help, more coaching, more all the good stuff, go Go to findingfaithabove.com and make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. See you next time.